your reaction when you saw Rick Nash in the black and gold? Well, I think, how can you not like it if you're the Boston Bruins? Yeah. Because not as much is going to be put on his shoulders. They're loaded for bear up front, and it shows they're going for it. They think they're a Stanley Cup contender. We all think they are as well, the way they've played all season long. And he's not going to have the pressure there in Boston like he did in New York to be the man. Pass tipped it over the line. This is Krejci. Nice little drop pass off the post by Rick Nash. Almost had his first as a Bruin. Meanwhile, back to... Hey, everybody. Welcome to this week's episode of Title Town. hey In particular, we're here to talk about the Bruins. Yes, ma'am. I'm Melissa. I'm Craig. Hey. I'm torqued, is what I am. <laughs> And we're speechless. We're goddamn speechless. I'm fired the hell up. Oh, yeah, me too. The the hockey NHL. I don't know what just happened the there. The hockey NHL. That's my favorite type of NHL, the hockey one. The double, double hockey there. Uh, the NHL trade deadline just passed us by. Yeah, a couple hours ago. Yeah, we are recording this on Monday. Uh, so 3 p.m. was the deadline to make all your moves. Uh-huh. The Bruins were involved. Active. Well, moves they did to quote you moves they did make <laughs> <laughs> hockey moves personnel moves oh yeah up and Just down the move. roster uh yeah so i mean they went into the weekend after uh what winning that uh the edmonton game yeah traded for nick holden who was one of their like w- one of the rangers defensemen that they were cutting loose and that was it for my money like that was like i was like oh here here are the bruins like I recognize this team making this move at the oh, deadline. Yeah. Some stiff, like pick up some stiff. Yeah, for like a bag of pucks. Seventh no or eighth. Well, shit. that was the thing too. Is it wasn't exactly a bag of pucks. It was, it was third a third round, round pick. pick. And Please. yeah, but for an eighth, third round pick in this O'Gara kid, who's like a reasonably good prospect, defensive prospect. I mean, they didn't fucking trade like Ray Bork or anything, but they didn't like give up nothing. <laughs> it would have been a bad for, trade. For Nick like Holden, that guy's a nothing player also. Yeah, he's got NHL experience, though. He's up with a big club right now. He could use a little security or insurance, as it were, on defense, I think, in particular. I I, I wasn't mad about that, but I get what you're saying. It was like the, well, the point of the story is I thought that was it. I was like, oh, there's Uh, the move. I got where you're going. And it was like, okay, Sweeney, way to like play it safe and like close to the vest. And yeah, and just don't fucking shake up. I mean, if you remember, I was last week, I was calling for like, let's go. Like, let's make a move. You were like ready to Yahtzee everybody. I I was not ready to Yahtzee anyone. I was saying, no, let's everyone, make- not anyone, all, all of them, <laughs> everyone, everyone was on the block. No, I said no blue chips, but let's make a major move for this year. I think they I think when you have a team that has played as well as they've played this year, whether you expected them to or not. Yeah. You know, whether you're the Pittsburgh Penguins who've won the last two season in the Cups or you're the fucking Golden Knights who came out of nowhere. Like, I think you have an obligation to your team and your fans on any given year that you're playing that well. Yeah. To fucking go for it to some extent. Right. Which Don Sweeney basically said as much. He said, we owe it Hell yeah. to the players here. Hell yeah. So we get through the Holden trade. Yeah, we sure do. The Vetrano trade happened. Who cares? We knew that was going to happen. That was nothing. Yeah, we forecasted that by accident last week. Yeah, I mean. We used him as an example yeah. <laughs> for a hypothetical <laughs> trade, and then he got moved. Like, Called it. Yeah, see? Nailed it. Bitch. Look at us. We know everything. We're connected. Got Don Sweeney on the line. Yeah. And then... What was that? So Sunday? What was that Sunday? It was right after the Toronto game, which was on Saturday night, I think. Yeah, I think it was. There was that, like the, the rumblings. Holden, yeah, there was like Holden of a Toronto, I think we're on. I think that was Friday. Yeah, like earlier in the weekend, maybe early Saturday. It, neither of them really mattered all that much. Yeah. 
But then... Woke up to it on Sunday morning. I did. I would imagine a lot of people did too. Yeah. Rick That's... Nash, baby. Woo-hoo! Rick freaking Nash. The big moose. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so fired up about this deal. I can't even... I'm try- struggling to articulate it. So... For those that may not know, yeah. Rick Nash was the first overall pick in like 2002 or something like that. Yeah. Um, sure, that sounds and right. And played most of his 2002. career. 2002? Yeah, he's been in the league for a long time. Oh, shit. That guy's older than I thought. He's not young. That's part of the Let's not so amazing part of this deal. Hockey um, players play forever, though. Yeah. The, 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 we, some of them play. They can play. I mean, he is, he's, he is not so far away from his prime, but he's right. not in his prime. Sure. Um, so Rick Nash, yeah, first overall pick in 02, I believe, played most of his career with the Columbus Blue Jackets, which is part of the reason why he's not a household name outside of hockey fans, you know? So he was a Blue Jacket for 10 years. Um, there was a couple years in there where he led the league in scoring. Like he, he's been a a stud, you know, first line winger for his entire career. And then in 2012, he went to the Rangers he was a he had a great postseason the year that the Rangers went to the cup and lost. And as we said last week, Rangers were one of the teams that were literally just saying, open for business, who wants what we're resetting. <laughs> yeah. They were having a literal fire sale. And, and I mean going I, out of business, yeah, basically. Yeah. And I mean, I didn't th- this I was thinking about it today. This might be the like in my lifetime as a Bruins fan, uh, the move I'm the most excited about. Oh, Wow. Like mid-season. Yeah, yeah. Trade deadline move. Get a little fire in there. I mean, as far as I'm concerned, like in my adult life, I can't think of a more significant trade in the positive that the Bruins have made ever. Yeah. I mean, they're typically a pretty like low key. I feel like there's always hype about like what's going to happen. Well, of course. Yeah. yeah, yeah, And then it's like, right. Like nothing goes down. And trade deadlines in the NHL are typically pretty active. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like an NFL trade deadline where like nothing. No, it's not superficial. They're active. People move. Um, It's later in the season. So, uh, you know, we talked about this last week. Typically, teams know a little more if they're buyers or sellers. This year was a little bit weird because you had so many potential buyers Mm because the playoff picture hasn't fully shaken out yet across the league um but yeah i mean i was excited i particularly am excited about it because they didn't give a ton away yeah it was a lot of pieces that moved but ryan spooner get the fuck out oh yeah yeah, the the nhl team today is instantly better the absence of spooner and boleski for sure certainly boleski boleski was already in providence yeah all they really did was cut some cap space yeah the the real payment comes in the form of the pick there so the bruins traded their first round pick yeah ryan spooner matt boleski and uh this kid ryan lindgren who was a good prospect he wasn't like an a plus blue chip prospect but depending on who you're reading or talking to a minus b plus projects to be on the higher end of things like a top four defenseman yeah i mean good. he was a defenseman good. and good that player. is potentially a large area of need for the bruins down the line yeah and they, they haven't they don't exactly have like this huge stockpile of like they have a lot of no. younger talent that's like about ready to make the jump sure but, but if like, they don't all pan out yeah what, yeah who's like if that's your a squad like where who's coming in the b and c in case mm-hmm. they they don't pan out but y- you have time for that that's not necessarily a need right now it's probably not even a need next season because they have a couple other yeah. people that could come up uh but they need to be careful and maybe make a move in the off season to re 
plug that hole in the farm system. Right. A and bit. you need you need draft picks. You need young players. Part of the reason they're in the position they're in this season is because of Pasternak and Charlie McAvoy and yeah. Jake DeBrus and Danton Hine and all these kids that have just sort of like come to the NHL team and excelled. Worked out. Um and, that, and that's one thing that like to, that's important about this deal is that it's not like, you know, Danny Ainge pantsing the Minnesota Timberwolves for Kevin Garnett. Like it's not like a wool over your eyes, like slam dunk, no doubt about it type yeah. of deal. Like they paid. They well, paid it, a re like yeah. a they paid fairly, I think. Both teams for got, a rental player. Yeah. Got what they needed right now. Yeah. Y- you know, the, the solid deal. Bruins Fair deal. brought someone in that is a big body on the line. He can Instant play upgrade. with Krejci right now. And then the Rangers were able to fill some future holes because they're out. Yeah, they got they got Spooner and Bolesky just because. I mean, I think Whatever. I think that was part of the conditions of <laughs> yeah, they didn't the want Bruins them. side. Yeah. I think they were like, you take need to take this, this guy and we'll give you the pick. Right. Well, one of the problems the Bruins were running into is that they're close to the cap. They're they're spending. And so they would not have been able to take on Nash's contract, I think, without yeah, moving no. a couple pieces. And the Rangers held on to some of his Half cap of hit. Half of it. Yeah. That's a pretty good. Pretty significant. Yeah. Deal for them. Yeah. And you mentioned the Krejci thing. Uh, I was looking it up earlier yeah. where, I mean, for David Krejci, who is, when he is at his best, he is an elite, elite center in the NHL as a setup man, as a goal scorer. But we've seen it over the last... I don't know, 10, 12 years with Krejci. Like, he is at his best when he has a particular type of winger on his line. And it's a big body that yeah, can create some space, but who can also shoot because he's going to set people up. And if the person he's setting up is kind of a fucking bricklayer, then it's not going to work. You know what I mean? Like, he's like he's quick. He's going to put yeah. the puck on your stick and you've got to like do something with it. Right. You have to be prepared and then able to react quickly without turning the puck over and and hitting it into the net yeah so you gotta make be able it, to you score. don't need you can't be the kind of guy that has to line his shot up on his own like Craig is gonna line it up swing it over to you and you need to just put it in. you the gotta net. be That's able to goal. bury it yeah i mean we were looking it up a little bit earlier today in the 2011 playoffs with nathan horton who was exactly yeah. that archetypical big power forward right. le- crush a guy in the, the corner wing. uh Krejci had 23 points in the 25 games of the 11 postseason and i think he led the the NHL in points that postseason. And then fast forward to 13, the the other cup run of this Bruins era. He had 20, what? Oh, I said I wrote down 22 goals, but it was 22 points in 26 games. And that was with Lucic on the way. Mm-hmm. So like those are, and Lucic is much closer to that bricklayer uh, part, you know, yeah, than yeah, he is yeah. to the skilled. I mean, Rick Nash is like the physical talents of Rick Nash are off the fucking charts. He's like 6'4". Two, I looked it up and it was 220. I bet he's more like 245. Yeah, I feel like but, 220 is like a summer weight. Yeah, 220 <laughs> is like, yeah, yeah, like prom night. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> summer of 1969. But he's a fucking moose and he's got like just exceptional touch, exceptional hands, exceptional puck handling. He's a sniper. He plays defense. He like he can kill penalties. He's on the power play. He is just an all-around stud. It always makes me happy to see a guy that isn't Yeah, he has some finesse, but he's also not afraid to go against the boards Hell yeah. and like drop a guy in there if it means he's going to win the puck battle. He's not going to shy away from the physical aspect of the game, and I think when you go to guys that are like all hands, all stick, and like can't, yeah, finesse players, yeah, they can't, you you know, make it European happen. European weenies, yeah, 
I'm not into that. I don't want that. Well, the, give yeah. me the guy that's gonna slam somebody against the boards and shake the whole place. If there were not hurt them, just you know, <laughs> a little reminder that I'm there. If there were more <laughs> players out there that were able to do both, the Bruins would be fucking phenomenal because that's how they've been trying to build their team for the yeah. last ten years. Right, and it got them one cup, which is great. Right, but like generally, in sort of the way that the league is. The direction of the league is faster, more skilled, less hitting, less fighting, those sorts of things. Nobody so, wants that. You know, those players that can do both were always, you know, at a premium. But sure. the Bruins sort of, this is like the Claude thing, kind of spent a little too much time trying to build their team in that image of like, big bad Bruins, like everybody has to fight. Everybody has to get in the corners. Right. Everybody has to be they, this like. They don't, though. You just need like don't. one or two guys. The, the Chicago Blackhawks have won many a Stanley Cup and Patrick Kane hasn't gone into a corner since like 2009. Yeah, you think Sidney Crosby's <laughs> taking a guy down against the. Come no, on, no. throwing a hip check to like knock a guy into no, the center boards. No. He's on, noodling he's around and he's got he's got other players on the right. team that can do that for him. I don't need Patrice Bergeron to be like fighting for a puck no. in a corner. I need another guy that can do that so Patrice can yeah. play his Brian Gianta. <laughs> yeah, Brian fucking Brian Gianta. Speaking of last edition of the team. Yeah, they signed Gianta, which I think a lot of people are making a lot of. Just because we all just watched him well, in the Olympics yeah. and whatever, and he's a recognizable name For from sure. the from the NHL. Like he's been around a long time. Mm -hmm. He looks like he would sell you a car at a CarMax. You think so? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Is it the close cropped beard? Uh, yeah, it's a <laughs> close cropped goatee. No, he's got the full. It's the full uh, beard. The picture I saw of him yesterday when they announced him was a goatee. Oh, I wonder if he lost the beard post Olympics. Maybe he had a weird little playoff or it thing may, going on. It, well, it may have been an old picture of him, too, because it was True. like his headshot yeah. that Nesson yeah. was showing during the game. But I'm telling you, I was like, I think that guy sold me a Mazda once. <laughs> he's like, this is, this is great for you. It's fully loaded. Oh. Everything you need. He's from the North Shore, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> Not Canada. Everybody's from the North Shore. <laughs> Good analysis. He's from the Canadian North Shore. Strong analysis. <laughs> <laughs> I brought a lot to the table with my Gianta takes. <laughs> yeah. So, can I throw in one last Rick Nash take? Oh, yeah. I'm not done talking about him. He's so, fucking awesome. I'm happy. So, concern oh, about Rick oh, Nash. Oh, okay. There's, there is a concern about Rick Nash. One we alluded to earlier is his age. Is he's, he's 33 years old. He's not young. This is not... We're not getting Rick Nash in his prime. We're not getting, like, 2006 Rick Nash. I mean, he's younger than me. Fair. So, I'm not going to call him old. Okay. Okay. So, he's great. We love him, <laughs> and this is the best ever. And if he's listening, you're young, and you're beautiful, and you're virile. And you're strong like an ox. Yeah. <laughs> You're built like a ball. <laughs> no, so age is, I think age is, a mo I, I'm not super concerned about the age. It's not like they took term on his contract or anything like that. Like, whatever. Right, we need him to be good this year only. My concern is that he's kind of a, a little bit, of, he has like a bit of a history of being a little bit of a shit. Oh, really? Yeah, of like just kind of not. The thing is, is like he has been, like I said before, like exceptional, exceptional off the yeah. charts, like measurables. But like as a, as a franchise player, as like that guy, he sort of hasn't really ever been that guy. Yeah, I wonder if playing with a team like the Bruins that like they're contending, you have other people that are the face of oh, the God, team. Oh God, yeah. We, they don't need you. I don't need to be doing I don't a need Rick Nash spot. to lead. Right, like I don't need you to talk to anybody. I don't need a post game interview with you. I don't even need you to be the best player on the team. Right, you, just, just do your job. Totally. This reminds me of. Like, I, I feel the same way, although the physical tools are different, but like Phil Kessel, great example. Oh, yeah. Former Bruin, former Toronto Maple Leaf. And like, 
didn't really, I mean, at, like if you were, were a fan of any one of those teams when he was on them, you always yeah. got frustrated with Phil Kessel for kind of being a pussy and kind of being a whiner and just and like, not being I big can, in big moments. Yeah, and I remember, I can like distinctly remember yelling at my TV screen, take the fucking shot, <laughs> shoot it, that shoot the puck and yeah. like being so irritated because it, it would be like that the, moment and him just around. The intangibles weren't great. And all of a sudden he found himself in a situation in Pittsburgh where he's like their third line winger. Like he's mm-hmm. like pretty far down on the depth chart, like gets penalty or, or gets power play minutes and stuff like that. But like has found a perfect home for himself where he can just be, he doesn't have to be in the spotlight. He right. doesn't have to be the leader. He doesn't have to be the face of the franchise far from it on that team. Like, and it's perfect for him. Like, I feel like this trade has potential to be the same thing for Rick Nash, who has largely failed like as like a franchise player if like I don't know, it's hard to. What do you measure a like quote unquote franchise player by? But like, yeah, you know it when you see it. Yeah, right. You mm-hmm. do. And it's like pornography, just like that. You know, you got to have just the right of. No, never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> reeling it. Yeah. Um, Your mom listens. So we don't have to. Worry, we don't have to worry about like the FCC or anything. But my yeah, mom does God. listen to yeah. the show every week. <laughs> um, yeah, I think this has perfect potential to be like, dude. Slot in on that second line. We start that the, they played the game in Buffalo yeah. on what was that uh, last night? So Sunday, Sunday night, and they lost. Kind yeah, of a shit not game. Great. And but Rick Nash they was hit buzzing. So many posts in that game. Rick, well, Nash had one in yeah. particular that he fucking ringed that you thing could, like, from a, a, a with ding. a great setup from David Krejci. Yeah. Like it was the way it was picture perfect. Nash was feeling it. You know what I love? This like mental image in my head that is like probably not true. In fact, I read something from Joe McDonald on Boston Sports Journal today that like conclusively told me that it's not but i just love Go with it anyway. i love the image because like fuck all this like wait a week jd martinez oh, bullshit yeah, bullshit that night he's, he's suiting up suiting up in Lace buffalo on. i mean he had to get from nyc to buffalo like awesome. you can do that that's a quick flight yeah. long drive quick flight <laughs> yeah i love the image of rick Way nash different worlds. walking into oh yeah <laughs> walking into the visitor's locker room in Buffalo with the fucking New York Rangers bag <laughs> and like you know doesn't even have time to get any of the swag yet he's got all his gear in a New York Rangers bag and just like plops down next to Jake DeBrusque who's 20 yeah. <laughs> and like he's this big he's like, and he's just like it. hey what's up I'm Rick yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you ready to fuck or what <laughs> wanna play some fucking hockey oh god so great I'm gonna tear some shit up move it move oh, out of my way kid god I love that I'm sure it was cool, you know, for him to be there. It's going to be weird to walk into a locker room. You know, uh, you must know guys from like around the Just league. Just generally. And stuff, yeah. Yeah. To like walk in and be like, so what time are warm ups starting? Yeah, like, what's right? the routine around yeah, here, boys? Totally true. Like, totally you don't know. True. You don't I mean, know the one beat thing. reporters that are going to be in the locker room after. And you know, people were like coming at him. Uh, he's new. He's a oh, big God. name. I'm sure there was a ton of interest. Yeah. And he's just like, who are you? Being? Yeah, I mean, you know, and that's where like age and experience comes into. Like, he's a grown ass man; he can like figure that out. But you're right. I mean, like, that's got to be a weird. What a thing. whirlwind! There was a former Brown who had a uh, an interesting quote today that oh, I believe resonated with did. you. He did. I liked it. Excuse me while I pull my note. I mentioned uh, I mentioned this individual earlier. One Milan Lucic up in Edmonton, yeah, was asked, Oof. apparently, about the trade. He said, uh, on Nash, playing with David Krejci, yeah. once they get the chemistry uh. going, they could be as or more dangerous as we were back in our best days. So, moving past the wistful look into the past from Milan Lucic. Yeah, like, okay, bro. 
<laughs> no one's uh, missing you. <laughs> fucking. He's, he's just at home playing like Peter Cetera and crying, thinking about <laughs> their time together. Two things from that quote. Time after time is playing on loop. <laughs> <laughs> Number one. Yeah. If you don't like you out there, people, if you don't like this trade and you don't think it's going to work. You're dumb. Do you, if you think you oh. know more, more about hockey than me on Lucci's, then you can just go pound sand because Luch thinks it's going to work. So you can suck it. Secondly, or he's just trying to get back. He he hit a <laughs> he hit a buzzword that uh, very important discussion on the program last yeah, week. It's basically like scoring a safety. I got so excited. Yeah. So tell us about it. That he said that once they get chemistry, right? Meaning implying chemistry comes first. I think you're out of, outside of your goddamn mind. I strong disagree the fact that like a 10 time nhl all-star is next to david krejci it has nothing to do with whether or not they like like each other and like play fucking pickup sticks chemistry is more than just about liking each other what's it about it's about understanding each other and having a camaraderie and a shared interest and knowing that you're all in it for the greater good you can not be friends with someone and still have good enough chemistry to lead to a winning team so can i ask you a question yeah do you think that so last week we were arguing about make a trade or keep the chemistry was basically like the yeah. the the discussion do you think they were do you think they successfully pulled off a make a trade and keep the chemistry type yes, of move i do because i think the pieces that they moved didn't disrupt the chemistry like ryan spooner wasn't a big enough part of the team i, I guess i'm not in the locker room i don't know from my I think that's fair yeah that's i feel like assessment. i'm not jumping to conclusions here no. that that disrupts the chemistry and i think the team can look around and say that instantly makes us better today hell yeah without changing our prospects for the future yeah and i think it, i think i just love i love everything about it i but and i also but one of those things that i haven't mentioned yet is oh, the message that it in the hole the message <laughs> that it sends to the team i think is yeah. terrific because it says we believe in you. We can win a cup with you. Like, sorry, Bolesky, sorry, Spooner, but like, you know, you gotta, you gotta pay to get the, get the guy. But it says to the rest of the team in, the, in that locker room that like, we're all in. Like, let's go, yeah. let's go win a cup. I love that. I love that. It, uh, it, because what it doesn't say is that they're just satisfied with, you know, the season that they're having and whatever happens in the playoffs happens in the playoffs. And if, and if they did nothing at the trade deadline, like, I don't think that would have hurt the the vibe of the room or anything like that but i don't think it would have helped you know like i think doing what they did says like we believe in you let's go win yeah. and that we're Which not great. like because they could have looked at it right and said like we're doing enough to sell seats and put butts in the chair yeah, yeah they could easily whatever be, uh, we know. don't need to win and i think for so long the jacobs that own the bruins huh. were accused of you don't, you just want to make money. You don't care about winning. Complacency. You yeah, you just want butts in the seats. Oh, you yeah. get enough stars that people will come out and see them, but you don't give a shit if it goes the, anywhere. The Cincinnati Bengals of the National Hockey League, yeah. which is, yeah, make the playoffs. Make the playoffs. Like, we sure. want that Round playoff one. gate. Yeah. We want that playoff right. money. But I want like, those beer sales. Never enough to go over the top. And that goes back a long way. Yeah, the Jacobs have owned the team for fucking forever. Well before our time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like that they got in there, got, got a great player, a player that's been around for a while knows what it means to play hard and win yeah and is going to complement the team that already exists like they're not going to change the way they do things for 
Rick no, Nash. No, 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 no. It doesn't change their DNA, but right. they get instantly better. Yeah. Instantly. I'm excited. You know, it, he showed up for that game last night and like, good for him. He like laced up and played. Fuck yeah. Probably but, still wearing his, his, his royal blue fucking underoos. Yeah, right. Underneath like, he's like, black anybody got some black unis. socks? I can use black socks. <laughs> anybody else has you? You know, I just picture him like, yeah, he's got like his Rangers pads on. Yeah, totally. He's like, ooh, sorry guys. Someone's just like spray painting yeah. his hockey pants in the hallway <laughs> yeah. with like a fucking mask on. Someone like took a, steel and sick, like numbers and just like ironed them <laughs> on his shirt it's like a girl scout patch oh i love that like, hockey players sometimes it's just the best we, sport you know it's funny yesterday we were this is like a little inside glimpse into my life i guess i was with my parents and the red sox game was on nesson first pre-game like on in the uh, back. i'm sorry preseason. yeah it was like on the background fascinating yeah yeah whoa <laughs> and then it switched to a hockey game and you're just like yeah, fucking hockey players. Yeah, they don't give a arm. shit. Right. The uh, baseball players are like slowly sauntering around. The game's taking forever. It's delaying Bruins oh, pregame. God. It's like it's uh, it's fucking February. Flipping back between what those two sports doing? specifically, there are there are few, you know, more drastic yeah. juxtapositions. And then you see of Pat- channel flipping. Yeah, Patrice Bergeron like hobbling in with a boot and he's in the starting lineup and I was oh, yeah. like Jesus, now that yes. is yes, so different. He's, yeah, <laughs> blood. <laughs> All right, I have some non-Rick Nash-related concerns. I don't know how you could think about anything else, but yeah, go ahead. Can I have me. my document? Oh, you hear this, folks? Craig came prepared with paper. Preparation, baby. <laughs> Professional amateur podcasters. <laughs> All right, so I Don't was make me laugh like I that. was looking at the schedule coming up. Yeah. And over the last week we left you on President's Day. The Bruins had just beat the Flames in OT. Woof. A couple nights later there was a fabulous game in Edmonton where they came back from down two goals in the third period to yeah, tie it, it up great. and ultimately win it. Yeah. Fantastic. Lost Krejci to the Leafs. scored the game winner in that one? Crazy got the game winner, yep. Riley Nash tied it up. Crazy got the game winner. Lost to the Leafs and then lost to the Sabres. Lost to the Leafs controversially. Yeah, I don't even think it was all that controversial. It was goaltender interference. I, no, it The guy threw McAvoy right into him. It was hockey. McAvoy fell down. You know who yeah, doesn't fall down in that pushed. situation? Rick Nash. Rick Nash. Anyways, <laughs> so I was looking at their schedule moving forward. And this week, they've got uh, the Hurricanes on Tuesday night, the Penguins on Thursday night. I'll be at that game. Oh, uh, oh, okay, big time. Canadians on Saturday, Red Wings on Tuesday. That, that takes us up to the next week. And then I just kept on looking ahead. The Bruins fucking play every other night, basically, for the entire duration of the season. Yeah. Like, they're going to be playoff pace Mm -hmm. until it ends, whenever that happens. That's what I was going to ask. Do you think that's a benefit or a negative? I think it's a benefit. Well, I think it could go either way. Because how many games are we talking about left? 20-something? Yeah. So there's 20-ish games, 22 games left in the season. So 40 days. Right. And I think that... You take, I mean, I think the approach has to be, I mean, you mentioned Bergeron earlier. Mm. Bergeron has avoided death in two games in a row now. He got, he hurt his foot in the Leafs game and then he got smashed in the face with a stick, a high stick Yeah, in the Buffalo game. And if that doesn't like send a message to the Bruins that like, hey, you could lose some people here. Right. Charles took a puck to the face. Yeah. It's, I mean, anything can happen on any given night. I don't know what's happening in like this general area near their face, face, but like shut it down. Anyways, I just think that they should. I mean, their standing in the division is not going to change. It's it's you, you, Tampa's got the number one seed. Whether you are th- two or three with Toronto, it doesn't really matter because you're going to get them in the first fucking round anyways. Like they're not going to fall out of 
third place in the division. It's just not going to happen. So rest some guys. Give Tuka Rask a couple nights off. Give Patrice Bergeron a couple nights off. Give Zanino Char a couple nights off. Like you've just shown this team that you are like trying to go deep in the playoffs and try to win a cup. And if you are have some like hardo mentality about like, you know, football players play football type bullshit thing, yeah. then like that's stupid. Rest some guys, get healthy, stay healthy, and like that's how you fucking win. Yeah, I'm not opposed to that at all. Especially this time of year. You know, you don't want to be sitting people. I always think the biggest mistake is sitting people right before the playoffs because you've like lost some of your rhythm yeah, and a little sure, bit of sure. your like, now's when I play and like skating hard. And, and you risk you risk sending a message to your team that says like, yeah, these games don't matter. Right. That's, We're just that's phoning always it the in risk. from here. Yeah. And then it's hard, I think, to turn it back on mm -hmm. when you get into that mentality. I agree. So now's the time. You get 22 games left over the next Space 10, 12 games. Everyone gets the game off maybe two if you're patrice or patrice 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 or zadano because he's like fucking 40 yeah and if you and have any if you have any little injury that you right. would otherwise be playing any through and you're nagging. a significant player on the right. team take a fucking blow yeah they are they've done the hard work they don't have to fight for a playoff spot they're yeah. they they figured it out they didn't take the first half of the season off where they have to right. now like tooth and nail get into the race um yeah that's got to be the I'm play into it. and then the last 10 games of the season you go hard. Everyone's there. Sure. You're playing. Totally. Those last 20 days. And roll it right, right into the playoffs. Because right in that case, playoffs. I think the schedule can help yeah. them. Because, I mean, yeah, they literally are. It's like, you look at the schedule and it's like Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday, I Saturday, Sunday, Tuesday, Thursday. Fan. It's. I mean, it's great. This is hockey on It's all that the playoff time. pace. It's great. It's every other night. It's fabulous. Yeah. It's just shitty. I hate those, like, dips in the season where it's like they play a game. It's a Friday and then they don't play again until, like, Wednesday. Right. Oh, right. And you made this point last week, but they're on like a pretty long homestand right now, six games or something like that. The yeah. road trip that they were just on was the longest one all year. That's and crazy. We were talking about last week. Maybe they yeah. went to a fucking TGI Fridays or something and like <laughs> got together as a group and, you know, had that moment, <laughs> that seminal moment. Over like an awesome blossom. Yeah. Yeah. No. Fucking got all Sisterhood of the Traveling Pants <laughs> out there in Upper <laughs> Alberta. Yeah. Like, Who knows? What else are you going to do? Who knows? You probably watch a shit ton of ice road truckers. <laughs> drink some Molson. Watch it. You don't need to watch it. You can go out and live it. Live. <laughs> go out and experience that shit. Waving their flags. Anyway. Um, so that'll be, that'll be interesting going forward. The other thing that is important to note on this NHL, sorry, NHL trade deadline special is our boy Ryan McDonough. Yeah. Went to uh, fucking Tampa Bay. Yikes. Which is not ideal for the Bruins. Sure isn't. I don't think it changes much because I think they both got better. Like the Bruins got better up front. Tampa got better on the back end. Yeah. I mean, there's two ways to win, right? <laughs> score. Let one team score. Oh, oh I'm going to get there. What is it? <laughs> <laughs> there's no, two no. ways to win. Let me try that again. There's yeah. two ways to win. Uh -huh. Don't let in a lot of goals or score more goals than you do let in. Wow. Profound. Yeah, something like that. But I, <laughs> You I, know what I mean? Yeah. You can increase your defense so the other team scores less points you can increase your offense oh, yeah, you yeah, score yeah, yeah. more points you than don't them. i just don't you don't have to yell at me about it i got it i'm just trying to get it together here yeah i think i think I'm wherever worked up wherever you fall right if you were afraid of tampa before you should still be afraid of tampa now right. and if you weren't before then this shouldn't change anything yeah last question for you oh yeah because we gotta get the fuck out of here okay where how far do the bruins have to go to be to satisfy you as a fan First round, second round, conference final, cup final. Conference final. Make the conference final. Yeah. But that means, so I've been going back and forth on this all day. Originally, like, I agreed with you. Mm -hmm. But I just, I don't know. I guess I'd have to see what the series look like. If they lose to Tampa Bay, I mean, Tampa Bay is nasty. 
They're sure. not. You don't have any like institutional fear of that franchise because it's the fucking Tampa Bay lame ass Lightning. That's because you've never seen a game there. But there, I fear they're, they're fucking shitty fake fans with their cowbells. No, no, they that goddamn team. I feel like I've talked about this before. Shoots actual. Oh, no, you did talk about lightning. this before, but I cut if you want to be scared of anything, it's of the special effects in their <laughs> stupid stadium yeah there's about five minutes of audio lying on the title town cutting room floor of you <laughs> yelling about the, the production the game production of tampa bay shooting lightning through the it scared skies. the shit out of me <laughs> i have like ptsd years later from it it's been years since i've been there and still I, hot still hot oh my god i just remember my brother and i were sitting there they score we we're like oh fuck and then and i was like take cover naturally folks the sound of lightning I mean, our listeners obviously know that. I shouldn't have to say it, but, you know. <laughs> I have a bad feeling this is going to end up on the cutting room floor, too. I hope so, anyway. Yeah, third time's a charm. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to keep bringing it up to you. Fucking keep put on it in. bringing it up. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, I don't know. I think a lot of teams got better. I think the Bruins got better, and I am I am fully, fully torqued to see uh, to see what this what this playoff run brings and i'm just so i'm just glad that for the first time ever i find myself like agreeing with bruins management yeah. and ownership yeah. of being like yes Do yeah that. you did it right more of that you went out and got the fucking best player available yeah at the trade deadline that's never happened in my lifetime agreed it, there's always like talk about it they should they should and then nothing they just sit stand which isn't back. always a bad thing i'm just saying they've just never been that team mm-hmm. that goes out and fucking gets like that dude Makes like the, the hired gun of that season they just have never been that yeah. team I, yeah uh i want to see them make it to the eastern conference finals and i want them to not skate their way can't get their ass beat there I, I, to your point it depends who they're playing how i feel about like, I don't want them to get swept. I just don't want them to be skidding into the playoffs. Like, ooh, you know. Here's the thing. Hair of the brow. Made oh, right. Yeah, I guess we'll see how we feel when we get there. Because we've had a couple seasons like that recently where it's like, they've been good, they've been good, they've been good. And it's like, they would have to lose 12 of the next 13 right, games right. to not make the playoffs. And, and as last a game, they lost Bruins fucking fan, 11 of them. And you're like, your head, yeah. kill me. <laughs> Give yeah. me that skate. And they will lose some. Like, they have gotten something like, points in like 25 of the last 30 games yeah, or something ridiculous sick tear they right will the All-Star and we were already starting to see it right the buffalo game somehow buffalo got them twice in that time period buffalo uh, yeah. sucks but anyways like they're gonna lose some games it's so, gonna be sometimes fine you just have that team mm. that you just can't get around well so thank you this is what i was just about to say is that you know conference final in the abstract is easy to say like okay that's my expectation if the final four in the east is pittsburgh Back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tampa, wire-to-wire best team in the league. Yeah. The Capitals, who have just absolutely owned the Bruins for the last like four years, it feels like, and the Bees. I feel like on paper, I wouldn't be totally distraught if they didn't get out of that Final Four and make you, it to the conference yeah. final. Because that's like, they'd like be the murderers worst team. Oh, I think you could very easily say that they're the worst team yeah, of that those four. four. Yeah, we need someone else in an early round to knock one of those teams out yeah or or you just get to that final four round and you're just like kind of happy to be there because like odds are you'll lose well they need to you know couple uh couple quick housekeeping items okay before we sign off here yeah title town sports podcast is now officially freaking everywhere yeah you can't get away from it yeah it'll find you check out speaking of murderers row check this out google play whoa we're there stitcher 
Hey oh. Oh yeah. We're that there sounds too. like somewhere my nana would go to buy crocheting supplies. Nope. Nope. It's a podcast format. Look it up. Cool. Uh <laughs> iHeartRadio. What? What? Us sure. and Justin Timberlake. I sure do, but I Sign never listen to anything on there. Me either. Uh last and closest to my heart, Spotify. I'm a big Spotify guy. Gotta say, the listening experience on Spotify, choice. Get that individual episode artwork. We're not. I know some people are them. a big fan. Uh, check it out on Spotify and also on our website, maybe if you want it, titletownsportspodcast.com. Shit. Cool. And you can also follow us on Twitter at Titletowncast, mm-hmm. Instagram, same thing, Facebook, uh, if you're my grandma. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or Tom Brady. Or Tom Brady. <laughs> Wait, I have a, has a six Tom versus Time come out yet? Not that I'm aware of. Yeah, no one gives a fuck That's anymore. Pathetic. He should just can that. Pathetic. Anyway. Uh, or you can always rate and subscribe. That's only on iTunes. Yeah. Oh, you can listen on iTunes, of course. If you're just a normal person with an iPhone, you can just do that. It's right. Fine. It's easy. Just download right to your podcast app. Yeah. It's awesome. So anyways, anyway. you can also catch us on GuyBostonSports.com. Cool little independent Boston sports blog. If you want to check them out at GuyBostonSports yeah. on Twitter. And uh, we'll freaking see you next week. Bye. Bye.